All right, good day, everyone. Today, I am so excited to be talking about lifestyle medicine, so giving you an introduction to lifestyle medicine and our basic human needs. And I assure you, this discussion is not about anything basic at all. <laughs> so um, what we're talking about today is foundational to attaining and maintaining really good health for you and your family. And I hope you really enjoy what we dig into today um, and that it gives you some great inspiration and empowerment to make that happen with the choices that you make every single day. So I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. Okay, so let's get rocking. Um, okay, where do I start? Okay, so introduction to lifestyle medicine and our basic human needs. Um, and so I, as you know, or some of you know, I wrote a book and it's called Family Health Revolution. And in that book, I discuss the science about the fundamentals of life and at least the ones we find to be the most important in making the terrain. So that's like the terrain of our bodies and the terrain of our environments um, that we all live in, in has inhospitable to disease. So what I mean by that is that we kind of want to make things, uh, you know, the soil <laughs> that we grow our health from or within. Um, it's just not, it's not hospitable to disease. And it's, it is conducive to good growth and health and, um, you know, good, he healthy minds and bodies. Okay. And so the immune system is the brains of the operation. So this is what I talk about in the book. Chronic inflammation plays a starring role in the onset of discomfort, disease, and chronic illness. Each of our body systems has a job to do. So the brain and nervous system, the internal organs, the gastrointestinal tract, and the endocrine system. And if just one is malfunctioning or imbalanced in any way, the health of the whole person is compromised. There's a distinct connection between the brain and the body. And psychoneuroimmunology tells us that the brain and body have another partner, the immune system. So this is really, all that stuff is really important and I dive right into the science and we're going to be talking about that more in more episodes, but that's sort of like the basics of what's going on. And also we must address mental and emotional health, ensure that we're detoxifying and support the health of the microbiome the virome, the mycobiome, which is like the existence of fungus in our environments, and the mitochondria. Without them, we can't run the show, and it's a big production. We also have to be aware that everything, and I mean everything, is energy. We need to expose ourselves to the fields and frequencies that'll give ourselves the right information and improve the communication of that information between our tens of trillions of cells. Okay, that's a lot of cells. <laughs> We're whole, multi-layered beings made up of a thinking mind, a feeling spirit, and a body to house our thoughts and feelings. We now know that genes aren't our destiny, so we know this, and we're going to be unpacking that a lot more, um, that our genes are not our, are not our destiny. 
and that we largely control how healthy we are and how healthy we can become. Not our genes, not our medications, not our diagnoses, us, right? We determine that. Okay, so let's take some time in this uh, episode to discuss how your family can address all of that science. And it's going to be, like I said, we're going to go into the introduction of lifestyle medicine and our basic human needs. So although the science is complicated, and I I think it's fascinating, I hope you do too, but if you don't, that's cool. (laughs) I'm just going to give you the goods. Um, How we can encourage the healthy expression of every one of the functions I outlined in what I just said in above, or just just now, what I outlined just now. Uh, We don't have time to think, or we don't have to think about being healthy at all if we're living in a way that addresses the fundamentals of life. So we actually don't really have to think about it if we live a certain way. Isn't that cool? Okay, so we get a, a, a diagnosis or we go on a, you know, special diet or something like that. Um, and that can take a lot of time and energy and effort. But it, if we actually live um, in these principles of, you know, a healthy lifestyle and we use lifestyle medicine, um, which really means, you know, using your lifestyle as your medicine, right? I mean, that, it's just it's just actually how it sounds. <laughs> um, if we use lifestyle medicine, we don't actually really have to think about it all that much once we get to that state of, you know, feeling pretty good most of the time, right? Feeling pretty good most of the time. Um, so we don't have to follow any rules except to stop sabotaging or circumventing our natural bodily processes through unnatural ways of living, eating, and being, okay? So I'm going to keep returning to this idea of living the way we're naturally built to live. I mean, you know, that that actually just makes so much sense if you just think about it. I mean, if you think about, you know, we're supposed to eat this or not, that's not really food. We're, we're, we need to move. I mean, that, you know, movement is life, right? Inertia is essentially death, right? When we stop, we, we stop growing, um, you know, thinking, uh, experiencing, you know, like, you know, inertia is death. Um, so those things just make sense. Being outside. I mean, if you think about and you tap into how you actually feel when you are living a healthier lifestyle, it's just obvious. We don't need any studies or scientific, you know, validation to tell us that healthy living actually leads to health. So, okay. So first, let's talk about what we need. So these are our basic human needs. Um, And I I wanna talk about what we actually need and not what we want, desire, wish for, but that what we actually need to survive and thrive as healthy, happy human beings. Okay, so I have a short list. So, and this is, this actually, I made an infographic of this short list because it's just, I mean, it seems simple, but to see it on paper and you go, yup, that's all I need to be healthy, happy human being. Um, all right. So first one I think is so critical is autonomy and responsibility for personal wellness. So first we're autonomous, right? That we should have the right and the um, authority to actually make our own decisions based on what we deem to be important information for our own selves and families and that it's our responsibility right like this is actually our responsibility to take care of ourselves nobody else's responsibility but our own and that's a really significant shift in thought um next thing is healthy food and water okay so that 
is, you know, um, something medical. You know, if we don't have enough fuel to run the car, it's not going anywhere. If we give it the wrong kind of fuel, it's going to break down in a gap. You're not supposed to you know. We need healthy food and water as a basic human need. And a way to make sure that we do that or have that is in the lifestyle tables family. Do we take, take out or do we actually live a lifestyle that revolves around our the home kitchen you know where we actually make nourishing food and maybe do that together still rather than it being work 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 until you're exhausted and come home and you know order something because nobody has the energy to connect to each other and their food you know at the end of the day so that is a lifestyle shift that leads to that basic human need that we need that we that basic human need (laughs) need 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 um of healthy food and water Next, oh, need to that just seconds ago. Um, movement and exercise. We'll talk a lot more about food and water, as well as movement and exercise, and in other sound bites that give some more details. But uh, for now, I want to say that movement and exercise are different. So we move every day. We go chop wood. We you know climb a ladder. We walk the stairs. You know is you know we we toodle around. You know we move, and that's really important, and that's something that's essential to life and health. But as well as exercise, and that's a little bit more of a you know concerted effort to actually raise our blood, uh, raise our blood oxygen levels, and you know get our lungs going and our our hearts pumping and our brains turned on, um, our neurochemicals firing, you know like um, all of those things, and and uh, affecting our hormone levels. So we need movement and exercise to to have a healthy body and mind. And what do we do is we adjust our lifestyles or live a lifestyle that is conducive to a lot of movement and exercise. You know, we work it into our days if we need to schedule exercise. And that's sometimes something that people find really useful to do so they don't, you know, forego doing that. Um, and we make sure we move. You don't like, you know, park close, as close as you can to everywhere you go. You walk places, you bike, you, you know, um, make that part of your lifestyle. I, I was so amazed by uh, a friend of mine who, I mean, I found this amazing because I'm a wimp in the winter. We, I live, you know, in Canada, in central Canada, and we have some really great weather in the summer and spring and fall. We get super hot, but in the winter, it is bloody cold and sometimes you know colder than Siberia one year it was you know we hit some record lows and it okay so I'm not biking I'm thinking no <laughs> but she biked every day to school she worked or to work sorry she worked it into her day and that's just what she did she made sure she's you know that she got up at a certain time so that there's enough time for her to bike to school or to work why do we keep saying school um bike to work and uh, and even in the winter, so she bought the right gear. She made sure she was warm. She had goggles, and you know, it, she had the the correct kind of bike. She made it. She made worked her life around it, and you know, made sure she had the tools and and was prepared for, you know, actually making that happen. You know, doing that act in her life. Um, I also knew a family uh, when my kids were growing up that, and I still know them. You know, they're older now as well as my kids, but. Uh, you know, they biked everywhere. They didn't have a car. They didn't want a car. They actually built their lifestyle around health and knowing that cars cost a lot of money and they cost a lot of money to 
maintain. They give off a lot of emissions and they wanted to make sure that they were healthy in mind and body and spirit. And they would even put their hockey equipment in a trailer and, and bike to hockey, play hockey, and then bike home. <laughs> I was just like, wow. You know, I, so I felt like we were doing a lot, but some, some people... They can just work stuff into their lifestyle. It's just, it is. It wasn't a burden. It wasn't something that they had to do. It was something they wanted to do and worked into their life. So I I, don't, I just thought that was maybe a little bit of inspiration for you because I was always inspired by these people. And so, um, and we've done a ton of that, you know, biking to the, the grocery store and putting all the groceries into the trailer, you know, instead of, and, and then all the kids, you know, some of the kids in the neighborhood would come with us. <laughs> so, because it was just a fun thing and, and we had so much fun. It just opened up our lives to just, just really wonderful practices and activities and just, it was just, you know, it's the stuff of life to move and to exercise and to use your body. Um, so sleep and rest. Okay. So that's the next basic human need. We all need sleep. We know this. And, um, we're going to get to, into some of those, like the science and sleep problems and, um, sleep, you know, uh, hygiene and all that stuff. We're going to talk about all that stuff in, in next episodes. Um, but just as a, a primer, you know, sleep is essential. Uh, and I think I've mentioned it before in one of the previous episodes as well, but um, essential to good health and, and rest as well. And rest and sleep are different, right? So sleep are actually the act of sleeping. We are, are obviously resting when we're sleeping, but rest is another thing entirely. And that's something where we're just sort of like in neutral. We're awake, we're alert, we're, you know, going about our day, but we can be doing things that are restful, um, that are filling our tanks, you know, our need to just be and to think and to, you know, um, reflect, uh, you know, tootle around, fart around, as some people say. We need that time to just to just take a rest, you know, sit on the couch without having to read your books or your, um, you know, something that you need to do for work or school or, you know, just everyday life, you know, paying bills, like, you know, aside from doing all that stuff, that kind of leads me to the next thing is stress reduction. Because, you know, if we live a really healthful life and we've managed our time well and we haven't taken on jobs we don't want and we haven't, you know, don't stress ourselves out with poor health that, you know, stems from all these other practices of eating junk food and not moving and not sleeping. Um, you know, if we're if we're if we're kind of trying to move away from that, uh, we can have a less stressful life, right? Because those are all stressors. Um, but in our modern life, you know, we're gonna have some kind of stress. And even if we were living like you know people did in Neanderthal days, I mean, they had a lot of stressors. I mean, they they had a lot of animals hunting them, and they didn't have a lot of shelter, and they were. Their, their, their mortality was much more eminent or uh, evident, I should say, to them. Um, but now our stressors are different, but we definitely live in a very high stress inducing environment and culture. And actually stress is sort of like, I don't know, everybody says they're stressed. Everybody thinks it's normal. And um, I'm here to say that no, it's not really normal and it doesn't need to be normal. It doesn't have to be our default um, you know, condition that we have to navigate. It actually um, is something we can w- work toward, I suppose, uh, you know, unraveling, um, moving past. Uh, and I don't want to say cope. I don't want to say deal with or handle because those that sort of just indicates that it's something that's constant, static, that we always have to 
um, you know, manage, I guess. But uh, I think that, you know, with stress, um, we can actually transform it. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Transform it into, um, you know, something that we recognize and we don't actually allow it to affect our health by, you know, using stress-reducing techniques, uh, ways of thinking, um, you know, ways of being, ways of operating in the world. But we're going to talk about stress a lot more, a lot more, a lot more. I can't wait to talk about that, um, you know, give you some techniques and, and ideas and also talk about how stress affects the brain and body, um, all that sort of stuff. So we're going to get into that stuff as well. Super important. Okay, so a couple more things I want to mention before we wrap up this uh, little soundbite. And we need sunlight, darkness, and a healthy circadian rhythm. Uh, yeah, this is we are beings of light. We are we are uh, just part of this natural world. Uh, we are highly affected by the natural world. You know, when the sun is uh, visible to us, when it's not, you know, we're in a darkness. Um, and how that the rhythms of the the planets uh, of our solar system of our lunar system um, all of those things how they affect or of our seasons how they affect our health and and very very deeply so so again we're going to go deeper into that in another episode as well but I want this on your radar sunlight darkness and a healthy circadian rhythm we need that that's a basic human need and again lifestyle medicine what's that you know solution to um you know or not solution the way to actually have a healthy circadian rhythm well go to bed at night get up in the morning (laughs) so easy right (laughs) well maybe not so much when we've got you know light pollution by way of like you know city lights you know streaming into your windows when we've got the, the TV on, the electronics, all those blue lights, um, you know, overhead lights on at night, um, you know, we're not giving ourselves the chance to really work our bodies to work with the rhythms of nature, of sunlight and darkness. So again, we're going to talk about that a lot more um, in another episode. Clean air is the next one. Clean air and the ability to breathe that air. Okay, so we need clean air. There's a lot of urban areas where the air is not even remotely clean. And then we've got to use, you know, it's not just lifestyle, but also, I mean, additional, um, I guess, you know, maybe it's an air filter. So additional supports, I guess. So an air filter or uh, an air purifier, you know, they're they're different things, but you can have both. Um, You might need something like that to help to clean your air. But also opening the windows, you know, in your home, you know, if you've got clean air outside and, you know, it's a little stagnant, you want air moving, you want to get rid of some of that precipitation to avoid mold, you maybe have something that's in your office that off gases, you know, on occasion when you use it like a printer, things like that, we need clean air, we need to get rid of things in our air that actually are not clean. So like phthalate producing um, uh, air fresheners, things like that, that actually are carcinogenic. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So lifestyle really can lead to, um, you know, uh, producing or us enjoying, I guess that's a really good way to say it, us enjoying clean air. And we need the ability to breathe that air. So breathing, our breathing practices even 
you know, uh, affect us. And so that's a basic human need. We need to be able to have clean air and the ability to breathe that air, okay? Um, we need regular detoxification and elimination. That's a basic human need. We need to get rid of the garbage that our bodies are taxed with due to our environments, uh, our food. And sometimes it's, I mean, it's not always something that we ha- we encounter on purpose. Sometimes it is, or and, you know, but we always have control over some some um, some level of control over you know getting rid of that uh, whatever we are encountering. So first, we don't want to have we want to get rid of the toxicants in our environment as best we can, and then we you know work on regular detoxification. One of those things really is exercise. You know, is is nurturing uh, and nourishing our organs of detoxification or amunctory organs and that's liver kidney um, the skin the GI tract and the lungs okay so all of those things need to be kind of working in good condition and um, you know we need to eliminate so there's a, there are so many ways that you can detoxify but I'm going to give you one little lifestyle hack that involves the food we eat is that there's a whole host of detoxifying foods that you can eat on a regular basis or throw in a juice and so that might be something like cilantro uh, that might be something like chlorella that might be something like spirulina that could be something like um uh, what was the other one I was I was wanted to mention? Oh, parsley is very good for out actually also the the kidneys. So we'll talk about that a lot more coming up. And then a loving and supportive tribe and community, um, you know things you know that bring us together. That's a human basic human need. And I remember just feeling like just you know heartbroken reading about like studies done you know, on uh, children who are, you know, kind of grew up in those really nasty um, orphanages and um, the ones that kind of like the old school ones that you don't, you don't really hear about anymore, but I'm pretty sure they, they probably exist somewhere in the world still, but, um, you know, where those babies are not held enough and they don't develop properly and, and sometimes even perish, you know, or failure to thrive. And I feel that, you know, that's, we sometimes, we don't always die in, in our bodies, but we can in spirit. And I think that that is an emotionally too and shutting down and could be trauma. And so that is a basic human need is to have a loving and supportive tribe and community. And also the next item is creativity, play, joy adventure you know um i think that that's a basic human need is to you know be a creative person in the world and that gives us purpose right because you know then we have we we kind of forego that existential angst we might have if we have no purpose if we have no joy play what what are we here to do then you know suffer you know or or just like watch tv watch somebody else pretend to do it i i mean i no I, this is the stuff of life and then we've got we of course we need our shell a shelter we our planet a place to call home right shelter or planet and a place to call home and uh yeah so those are my that's my list of basic human needs and I think that I'll stop there uh, because we've already hit the 20 minute mark and I just had so much fun going all, through all of this for you. Um, and we'll be unpacking all of those things a little bit at a time as we keep going through these sound bites. And I really hope that you enjoyed them. And, 
you know, using, knowing what our basic human needs are and understanding that our lifestyle and adjusting things in our lives and making room for all of those things in our everyday existence really will make meeting those basic human needs so much easier and not just easier but much more enjoyable all right so to end this show this podcast is sponsored by the healthy family formula which essentially means that we share our information for free all we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today Take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. Thank you for listening as it was a pleasure to spend this time with you today. May you and your family be well. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.